Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. My name is Tenant Michael, and it is my honor and my pleasure to be here again serving you, the listener. I really feel like I'm serving uh, the listeners when they tune in. Do you feel that way, James? Do you feel that we're doing... uh, Sort of God's work. I feel like the listeners are serving me. That's a difference between our mindsets, though. I guess. You know, I have the gorilla mindset. For me, you know, I'm climbing to the top of the mountain. I'm getting the apple out of the tree, climbing on top of other people to get it. And the listeners love that about me. Yeah. And I think there's kind of a there's kind of an understanding amongst them and me that, hey, you're the big dog, you go. And then I think with you, Mike, you're kind of at the bottom of the pyramid, then the listeners, then me. And I don't think that's bad. That's not, a, that's not an attack on you. Okay, okay. It's just the way we are. It's the way we were born. Uh, it's our personalities. Um, mm-hmm. now, you mentioned being a big ape, a big gorilla. Uh, did you mm. see that? Who was it? Was it Jack Black who was in a, what was the King Kong like reboot a few years ago? Yeah, did you see sure. That? Better than the Ridge. Was it, I did. Was it good? <laughs> It was so good. It it made the original look like shit. Okay. I mean, the original, you know, bad graphics. Yeah. Lame music. You know. The monkey yeah. was not very convincing. Okay, I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't even look like a real monkey. So. Yeah. yeah. Why do you Why do you bring it up though, Mike? I'm just curious because I know you see action movies, and I was just curious if I should watch the uh, Jack Black remake of uh, King <laughs> Kong. You you okay? Clear your plans tonight. Get on your laptop, rent it on Amazon Prime. Will do. You also mentioned that I am at the bottom of the, of the pyramid, and that uh, made me think of something I heard recently on Jeopardy, um, that when, I guess, archaeologists, they uh, they found King Tut's tomb in a place called Egypt, and uh, they found that he had been buried alongside a like a vat or a jar of, of uh, 3,000-year-old honey that was still edible. When uh, when they found it. Now, here's my question for you, James. Would you eat, would you take a big spoonful of 3,000-year-old honey? Uh, yeah, they're probably selling it at the Drake Hotel on Queen West. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would, because honey never spoils. That's a commonly known fact. Honey never spoils. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently. It seems weird, but apparently. Oh. I would, that wouldn't be my main choice if I got... When I get buried somewhere. To get buried with honey? Yeah, I could think of other things. So I guess... In I the, don't really need like that in the afterlife. So maybe honey was maybe like... a gun. I'll take a gun to the afterlife. So for you, a gun is what you want to be buried with. In ancient mm-hmm. Egypt, they wanted honey. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder what I would be buried with. Maybe... Um, like a DVD box set of like the Midsummer Murders or something like that. Do you like that show? I've never seen it. Okay. And I never will. But don't don't you think like having a sawed-off shotgun in in the afterlife, say heaven, I mean that could be really that could really be a, a shift the balance of power up there. You go up and you go to the pearly gates and St. Peter's there and he's like, oh, "I got some bad news for you. Your name's not on the list." And you go, "Oh, is that so, St. Peter?" And then you open yeah, up why don't your you check this trench yeah. coat, right? Trench coat mafia. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you open your coat. Absolutely. And then you yeah. say, I do you want to recheck your list? Yeah. And then you Or you say, Yeah, I think there's a list right here. Can you see on the barrel of this shotgun? Yeah, why don't you check that out, Peter? Why don't you suck the end of this gun, Saint Peter? <laughs> and maybe see if my name is on it. And then you yeah. then you blow him away. Yeah, and then I fucking walk into heaven. <coughs> it's a total hippie place in there. Everybody's like, I don't really need a job or money. And I go, you do now, because I got this gun. Things are going to change up here, folks. <laughs> Things are going to change. You never see that in movies about guys who go to heaven, that they're like, you know, they're armed, they know their rights, and they're mm-hmm. assertive. You never see that in movies about guys in heaven. Well, as someone who loves the American Constitution, heaven pisses me off. You know, yeah. I'd like to go up there and make some changes, make, you know, make it really free. <laughs> Let's make that place free. The people up there have no freedom. They don't have freedom. guns. Like, if the government or whatever yeah. it is, God, I guess, ever starts starts to tell them what to do, they don't have guns to protect themselves against the government. All they have are harps and uh, what? Yeah. Clouds? Maybe one of those shitty arrows with a heart at the end. Yeah. Does Cupid live in heaven? Yeah, is Cupid in heaven? Because he's like a Greek or Roman mm. god, right? But we think of him as being in heaven with the the, the real angels. Uh, but is he? <laughs> you know? <laughs> the real angels probably think Cupid is a, either a pervert or a loser. <laughs> like, they're up there probably negotiating politics mm-hmm. in heaven yeah. or whatever it is they do. Cupid's over there just making everybody horny. Yeah. They're probably going, Jesus, Cupid. A Cupid, God wants to have Grow a up. word with you. You keep, Yeah, God wants to have a word with you, Cupid. You gave, you're addicted to porn. You're addicted to porn. You gave men on Earth uh, two million boners just this past quarter. And, uh, <laughs> More like probably 200 billion. 200 boners. billion, yes. Yes. I mean, or maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, that's what you, if that's how many boners you think happen in the world in four months, Michael, you need to examine how often you're getting boners. <laughs> Two million boners in a population of, let's say there's four billion men on Earth. Oh, good point. Right. I wasn't factoring that in. Okay, right. Um, and they mm. between four billion, they have to uh, fight over two million boners. Yeah, that's a good good sci-fi story. Yeah. Um, this uh, Talking about heaven reminded me of... Uh, we, we didn't plan on speaking about this, but... Uh, the far side. Gary Larson used to always draw angels in heaven. Well, and Gary Larson's you're, back. You're, <laughs> I was just going to say, you were saying, talking of heaven, the far side is back. And that's all you have to say. The far side's back. Yeah, the far side is back, baby. Um, yeah, how did you feel about that, Mike? I, I, I guess I'm excited. I haven't seen the new comics. Have, are they available no. yet? I'll, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. I don't know that super fan of the show, Aaron Eves, is a Fireside fan, but for some reason I feel like he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can just smell it on him. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got that Fireside stank. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I loved the Fireside when I was young. There'd be, you know, cows talking and a snake and a driving a car. So he, he returned, it and it seems that the first new one is a man... Hailing um, a cab, a yellow cab that's full of, has like a, a stuffed bear, a stuffed uh, raccoon, okay. and a stuffed moose in it. And the man is hailing the cab and he's saying, taxidermist, instead of taxi. Okay. Well. And then there's one with aliens. You know what? He's slow start. Soft, <laughs> soft relaunch. 
The other one has aliens. Aliens, and it's aliens in a bush, and a car is approaching, and one alien says to the other, Okay, Zorky, this one is all yours. Take a deep breath, relax, and give him one short blast. Remember, this is probe and release. Like catch and, huh. catch and release. kind of Right, content. so he's going to anally probe the guy. Mm-hmm. And the other one is bears eating. You don't see a lot of anal probe jokes these days. There was a time when it was very common. In the 90s, that was like all anyone yeah. would talk about, you know, on the schoolyard, around the water cooler, yes. uh, on yeah. TV. I wonder if I'll get, you know, probed by an alien. Like, kid, you know, kids were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, there, was, there were songs about it. I'm pretty sure Aerosmith had a big hit called... Did they? Uh, Keep on probing, and they were they were singing, encouraging the aliens to probe their anuses. Wow. Yeah, I wonder. You know, it would be crazy. Like I, I believe there are aliens out there. I, I don't know if they've ever come to Earth, but if they imagine the anal probe thing was real, some guy really got a. I don't know why they would want to know what's going on in his anus, but yeah, it's weird because the mysteries think, of the universe are hard to understand. If alien technology is, you know, miles ahead of uh, human technology, it would be mm-hmm. a bit of a stretch to think that the the only way they could learn about us was through the <laughs> anus. You know, you wouldn't even they wouldn't even but, need to like in, like invade our bodies. They could probably just use some sort of scan. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's so myopic of us, Michael, mm-hmm. to assume, like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Arrival, but no. the aliens in that don't speak, they, you know, their language is so different than ours. You know, they don't just go blah, blah, blah and move their mouths and sounds come out. They have to figure out how they use language. So this might be really myop- myopic of us. And there might yeah. be an alien race where they communicate, I guess, anally. Well, we'll have to. You know, uh... Hopefully we'll see in our lifetime. Yes. Aliens, if you're listening, uh, please uh, come down and settle this uh, bet we have. Mm-hmm. Anus or no anus. Um, here's another thing we didn't talk about mentioning, but I'm just going to throw it out there, because why not? It's our podcast, yep, right? it's ours, <laughs> Your Honor. I, lis- I listened to you on uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself. You were a guest <laughs> on a very popular podcast. I was, yes. With Dave Shumka and yeah. Graham Clark. Great job. Thank you. Uh, Thank I'm going to say, though, you know, Dave Shumka really took a shot at me. Because he said said I only message him, he said I messaged him a link about a strip club closing and that was weird, which it's not. Well, what he said was you only mm. usually message him about like a new Weezer song or something. But then he was like, (laughs) but then he messaged me out of the blue about a strip club. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say he also has messaged me about Weezer, (laughs) just for the record. So just so I don't seem like a, you know total loser in this interchange would you say you have no it went both ways do you have beef with with dave now yeah maybe okay maybe maybe we could get him back on soon and get to the bottom of it and was the article about a strip club in vancouver in vancouver closing so i made a fun joke okay i said "Uh uh-oh guess you better not go here tonight you know that kind of thing it's pretty funny yeah he seemed he seemed pissed that you did he did seem pissed this is how it is with the elite podcasters. Like, yeah. I, in the world, I'm an elite guy, no doubt about it. But yeah. in the podcasting world, uh, you know, we're kind of both really in the in the mushy middle. We're in the mushy middle, the double M, yeah. Dave and Graham are the elites. Maybe we should move you know? to and Vancouver. And they, they don't want people nipping at their heels. They don't. I, I can totally see that. Should we talk about our weeks and how our weeks went? I'd love to talk about our weeks, yes. Um, uh, may I go first? Oh, you may, my lord. Last time you went first, so I think it's only just <laughs> for me to go first. Um, so um, just to do a sort of catch up here, uh, last week I talked about how, well, we were talking about how 
hot it is and how hard it is to stay cool in this in these dog days of summer. And I mentioned, ruff, ruff. Oh, who is that? Uh, Down boy. Yeah, you know. And I mentioned that uh, four friends and I had uh, tried to to keep cool by organizing something I call Sprinkler Crawl 2020. Me and four men from my male uh, choir, I uh, plotted a route around the city of sprinklers in different neighborhoods, and we put on our swim trunks, and we ran around and sort of jumped and splashed in each yard uh, for about eight hours during that day uh, last Saturday, and it was very fun. Uh, but something a little unplanned happened, and one of my friends, a bigger guy, quite big actually, he uh, he slipped on some wet grass in, in, at one house, and he actually accidentally sort of wiped out, and he fell on and crushed a little wet boy uh, quite badly, and uh, the boy had to go to the hospital. And I just want to do a sort of follow-up in case listeners are curious. No, yeah. We've been wondering, because it was a lot to unpack. Like, if you haven't listened to last week's, definitely go back, because it's... It's a good story. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack. It's Mike, and it's some men in his choir, and they're... Splashing and splishing. And most people, most people, you know, they didn't know we were coming. And when they saw us, they just started laughing and sort of uh, cheering us on. Because as I was saying, you know, there's no live. I find that hard to believe. No offense, but okay. There's no live entertainment these days. So we were just like, Mm. you know, uh, so almost like an oasis in the desert. You know, they were like, thank you uh, for coming here. But my, my friend who is a bigger guy did fall on a child and crush him. Anyway, the boy, he's out of the hospital. Oh, good. And, uh, you know, he's back up. He's walking around. And I, I have to say to the naked eye, he looks perfect. You'd never know there was anything wrong with him. You know, there's not a bone broken, nice. not a bruise. You'd never know anything's uh, amiss. So uh, so that's good. Interesting. So so he's he's fine, you're saying? He's, he's okay? I mean, to look at him, he looks pristine. You know, you'd never know anything was uh, was wrong with him. Um, you know, his bones are good. His limbs are, you know, he's his, the only thing is, you know, part of his, my friend. Yeah. Felt, I was, cause, what? Yeah. Cause I was just going to interrupt you and say, I just want to double back. I notice you're really, you're really emphasizing that he looks fine. He looks But there is, amazing. you do seem to be yeah. withholding some information here Well, because yeah. you keep emphasizing that he looks fine. Yeah. His appearance is, you know, mm, he's yeah, in mint co- condition. Yeah. If, if you're a comic Definitely. book collector, like you know, mint, but. Mm-hmm. My friend did. My friend, who's a bigger guy, he fell on mm. the boy and accidentally um, sort of sat on his head. So even though his bones aren't broken, he looks fine. Part of his brain, it seems, is something a little bit different now about the way his his brain works. And you know, the human brain is still such a mystery. You know, we think that we've figured out. You know, medical science has figured out everything, but the brain is still a question mark. And uh, yeah. however, my friend fell on this boy. He, the result is that the boy's brain is a little different, so he doesn't act exactly the same. You can, his behavior is a little bit off uh, uh, these days, and his personality seems to have been tweaked in a weird way. Um, but he looks How great. So? He just he's very irritable. He doesn't remember his mother, and uh, he like he has just he gets mad out of the blue sometimes. But he looks perfect, so that's the. You know, all in all, it's a pretty good result. And uh, because because last week's sprinkler crawl was sort of um, 
I guess there was like this shadow cast over it by this incident. Uh, I'm yeah. organizing another one for next weekend, another sprinkler crawl 2020 because we want to get it right this time. You know, not no one is gonna fall on a boy this time. Fingers crossed. I I I really so. I don't know how I feel about you trying to do another sprinkler crawl, Michael, because oh, you just took great. Well, you just took great pains explaining that this boy who we we can establish looks mint. He looks perfect. A beautiful has, boy. <laughs> something is wrong with his brain. Yeah, because of your sprinkler crawl, it's, and I'm not sure you should do more. What's the part of the brain that sort of? Uh, Affects speech oh or controls speech and memory. Cerebellum so, or obligamagata or whatever. That must be the one that was pretty banged up because uh, mm. he can't speak. He can't speak very well. He's not what you'd call an eloquent speaker now. Right. Okay. Not exactly Oscar Wilde in the making uh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, Mike, I mean, again, I, look, it was an accident. I believe that. It I was. believe this about yes. your, your big friend. And I hope yeah. this. Thing for the boy isn't permanent. I really do. I'm sure it's not. But I think uh, the brain kind of heals itself after a while. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. I just think it's it's maybe a bad decision to to do another sprinkler crawl. Uh, you're just being a you know a, a worry wart and a party pooper. You know. All right. WWPP. Wow. Worry wart party pooper. <laughs> yeah. WWPP. <laughs> but how was your week, James? Oh, so glad you asked. Um. Well, for a change, it wasn't great. I have to be honest, it wasn't all that great. Oh, I'm uh, so if you sorry to last hear. Week, yeah, I know. Well, if you listened last week, you probably, you know, anticipated a Colonel Wonderland for me mm-hmm. as I talked about going on a very exciting date. I was yeah. meeting a woman I met uh, via text message, um, and we were going to meet in an abandoned field a couple hours out of town, and I was very excited about this date. And there, lo and behold, there were, oh, go I was going to say there were a few like uh, alarm bells because as you were telling me about this this woman, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, but they, you know, the didn't seem like uh, her English wasn't great. Uh, she did ask me some banking info stuff and just sort of was. I thought she was flirting. She was trying to like get access to my computer, and I was like, yeah, ooh, you know. Um, I don't know. She asked me my greatest fear. Yeah, that that's one rake, rake to the face. To me, that's a weird mm-hmm. thing. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, well, I guess in retrospect, there might have been some signs, I guess, if you're like Perry freaking Mason. But uh, lo and behold, I, uh, yeah, I got an Uber out to this abandoned field and uh, kind of ready to party. I had, you know, um, bottled champagne and uh, mm. strawberries and a uh, bunch of uh, Rockstar energy drinks. Um. Anyway, I get to this darn field and there's just a guy in a freaking balaclava no that three in the morning field in the middle of bum f ontario and i'm getting out there i'm walking into this field and there's just a guy with a balaclava um holding a big knife oh shit i know it talk about your freaking nightmare uh dates that's like the opposite of you know what you must have wanted, you know, as you were arriving for this date. You wanted to see a beautiful woman, you know, and instead you see a guy with a balaclava and a knife. That's awful. Uh, I know. It, it, I, I, sh- I feel like I should write an article about it. Like, I'm Carrie Bradshaw here. This is my the ultimate nightmare date. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you won't guess who this gentleman was, Michael. 
you won't guess who this balaclava mm. gentleman was. George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that? I am... I'd love it if it was Clooney. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, I don't know why. He aged, he aged really well. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember a few weeks ago uh, on Father's Day, I was Skyped with a kid for a couple hours and I just yeah. assumed it was my son, Pavel, yeah. just because he was a white kid with brown hair. Yeah. Um, and then remember he had like a dad that was speaking what I think was some kind of Eastern European language and I didn't understand. And Mm -hmm. he kind of walked behind the kid and got furious that I, a stranger was talking to his son. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He was mad that you were like trying to father his, his kid, which is a big no, no. Right. Which again, I thought it was my son. I don't see my son very much. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Anyway. Well, yeah. Remember he, he sent me a letter with a bullet in it and I just thought, well, maybe he's trying to, I don't know. He works at a bullet factory and he's trying to get money or something. Right. Anyway, it was him. Oh, it was no. him. I don't know how the hell he got over here during COVID. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't a good situation for me. He was pretty mad. Um, he he did. he And I found out why he asked me my greatest fear. Rake to the face. He raked my face, which was, oh, you know, no. actually not that bad. It was a plastic rake. I guess it was all he could find that late. Oh. So it wasn't that bad, but it still wasn't great. I mean, I'm looking at your your face right now, and it does... Let me mm. see your face turn to my t- yeah. turn toward me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you see? You do have... It looks like you have, like, pinstripes on your face. I'm, I'm a New York Yankees uniform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic pinstripes. Of course, that would be the road uniform, I think. No home. Whatever. I digress. Not important. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, I think he was pretty much gonna ice me, as they would say in uh, a mafia movie. That's like cool. Goodfellas, yeah. great flick. See it if you haven't. Yeah, Scorsese. Um, luckily, I was able to get out of it. Thank God. Um, and uh, all I had to do was donate uh, like a hundred thousand dollars to uh, this thing he wanted me to donate to. And uh, oh, yeah, I think now we're cool. Thank God. A hundred thousand dollars. What is this? What mm. what kind of thing is it? That sounds crazy yeah this part isn't great i mean i'm don't get me wrong i'm thrilled i got out of the mess but um mm, yeah this part i don't feel great about but um okay yeah i don't want to say it's a militia but it's it's like a group or a club it seems like i don't quite get what their deal is right but um you know he sort of showed me the uh, you know uh info about it seems just kind of scary imagery that it seems like they're kind of like some kind of um uh, like they're, they seem like they're knights, like they wear knights armor, right. but then they have these big machine guns Okay, and kind of a lot of, uh, heavy metal imagery and music. And, um, huh. I don't know exactly know what they're trying to do, but, uh, didn't, it didn't seem great. Um, right. so sort of hoping that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, fingers crossed. I, yeah. So, um, can I ask, did you, here, did you two end up mm. uh, eating the strawberries and drinking the champagne <laughs> in the end, or? Michael, do you think I would let that go to waste? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. It was fine. I had to sort of pretend I knew what he was talking about, and I was into, you know, his uh, his group here, um, unfortunately. So I'm uh, sort of hoping that uh, I don't hear from him anymore and he takes some money. The one, the one bad thing, to be honest, is that I don't know when I'm going to move out of your place at this point, because... That hundred grand was going to be my oh, uh, God. First, first month's deposit for me to move out. Yeah. Oh my God, you're stuck here. <sighs> mm-hmm. Now, now it's personal for me. This bugger yeah. who did this to you because that he's ruining the quality of my life by you know making you stay here longer. Yeah, I hate this man. Um. Well, before we get to our pretty big time guest, honestly, um, mm-hmm. should we talk about a couple things that went on in the world? 
So um, things are slowly reopening, uh, despite the global pandemic that shows no sign of letting up. And uh, here in Toronto, uh, bars and restaurants with patios uh, were, were doing brisk business over the weekend. And I went for a walk in the neighborhood and left the, left the building. And uh, uh, I saw that there were a lot of patios in the neighborhood that were full. But then, beside all these busy patios, uh, the downtown Toronto Hooters restaurant was open for business, and there was no one there. And uh, that is interesting. The staff looked kind of depressed, and I was one. I, I guess like the clientele that goes to Hooters, they're more afraid of dying of a disease than they are excited about seeing some breasts. <laughs> I, I guess we found out where the line was. Well, I don't know. I have a question, though. How long did you stand on the sidewalk and stare at the Hooters empty patio? <laughs> About 25 minutes. I was peeking in every open window. And <laughs> Look at how empty this is. Taking pictures. Um, <laughs> I, I have, Hooters doesn't feel like it's super long for the world. So there's one right downtown and there's one by the airport. But the one downtown, I I think it was mostly kept alive by being so close to, like, the Rogers Center or the Skydome and the ACC, because a bunch of, like, dumb idiots from the yeah. suburbs would come in and, like, I'm taking my son to see his first uh, boobs Hooters. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> son, it's a rite of passage to take you to your first boobs restaurant at 16. And when you have a son... I want you to take him to a boobs restaurant in a Jetsons-like future. <laughs> and it's funny because that Hooters has been there forever, and the neighborhood has changed a lot. It used to be so- sort of just clubs and-, and bars, and now all those clubs are gone, and it's just like the Hooters is still there, but now all around it, these like million-dollar condos have gone up around it, <laughs> and all of their balconies or patios like overlook this Hooters that's still there. Mm. I feel like you couldn't, you couldn't even say you went to Hooters like any, you know what I mean? Like in passing to someone like, Oh, uh, where'd you have lunch today? Yeah. I went to Hooters. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. The food is actually really good and it gets a bad rap. Uh, cause people are close minded, but Hooters is my, is the best food in Toronto. We should read Hooters Yelp reviews. I mean, is it, it just up. old people or f- like, cause they're with the pornification of our entire society, I can't imagine Hooters has any thrill left for anyone. You're right. You're right. Even at Subway now, it's... All the TNA. Guys... <laughs> I'm looking up Hooters review on Yelp. Uh, th- two and a half stars. And this is Not the one good. downtown? or? Yeah. Two and a half stars. Um, what do we have here? Great wings! <laughs> you will not be disappointed with the double fried Daytonas. The blue cheese dip is mild and approachable, and the generous por- portion of crisp cold celery is definitely worth ordering. We had a great time. That is definitely a, like someone who works there. Crisp you're fucking, cold You're telling me celery? you're going to write about the crisp cold celery and give it five stars because of that? I'm, That's the manager. My name's Donnie from Brampton. I like the crisp cold celery at the Hooters. <laughs> uh, Bianca S. writes, gives it two stars and said, uh, coming here was a last minute decision. Mm, went on a Saturday, uh, only a handful of people were there, ordered wings, they were not good, ordered fries, they were not good. Oh, I see one here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, wait, that's maybe the one you, uh, 
you just read. Uh, went there. This one. <laughs> this one. Here's a Thomas S. Okay, sorry. Thomas S. Uh-huh. from Old Toronto. Went there to watch a basketball game and had their all-you-can-eat wings. Overall, it's an subpar experience. <laughs> Here's a really good review. Um, wife found stones in her burger. Manager mentioned it's the grill residue. Very disappointed. Beer was flat, too. But the boobs. My God. Would not recommend this location for health and hygiene reasons, I guess, because of the stones in his burger. This guy called Jordan E goes, he gives it one star and goes, so I'm a massive fan of the Hooters brand. Across the U.S., it's a fantastic, fun, family-oriented chicken wing joint. Most locations have big, delicious wings. Not here. The location buys the small wings and overcooks them so the meat is dry and crunchy. This guy loves Hooters, but he's like, this specific Hooters sucks. This one is a, uh, you know, it's an outlier. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's not- like a Malcolm Gladwell outlier. Here's one last one from Karen N. She writes, we were walking by and noticed a young man that was passed out by the Hooters parking lot. He was lying face down and motionless. As soon as we saw this, we informed the staff there. They responded with a snarky, that's just Toronto for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good review that's a good review of your restaurant <laughs> welcome to the big city kids some, uh, some guy's dead that's toronto for you could we maybe save him well, that's toronto uh, nope in toronto we don't save people's lives <laughs> you must be from the country in the city we <laughs> let people die i remember in high school my music teacher had come back from a trip to texas and she was uh, telling us all about how much fun she had. And she was like a young, cool teacher. And uh, oh, yeah. she was married to a trucker. And uh, cool. she was like, yeah, there's this funny restaurant in Texas. It's called Dick's. And uh, the whole concept is the, the staff, they're, like, they, they're dicks to you. They, they treat you like they're mean to you. Uh, huh. So they give you like attitude and they like insult you. And that's part of the fun. Mm. And uh, I wonder how fun <laughs> that actually is to experience. <laughs> Like, oh, here's your salad, you fat fuck. Could they... Haha, <laughs> thank you. This is great, honey. Because it was the South, I wonder how racist they were. Also, and they're like, oh, we're just being dicks, <laughs> oh, like it says on the on the sign. Oh, God. Uh, like if it was... We're gonna go to dicks. Let's go to dicks. Do a remote. Oh, having fun. Um, yeah. Have you been watching uh, season 10 of Curb Your Enthusiasm, James? I I haven't yet, but I do intend to. Oh, you're in for a treat. Larry's back. Um, I just finished watching season ten, and uh, what I will say, I've, I think we've talked about this before. It's been long enough since season nine that everyone in the cast of Curb, who were already kind of old to begin with, they now look very old, except for Cheryl Hines, and like Larry David looks just like thin and drawn, uh, as if he's mm-hmm. like he's sick or something. But yep. the most sickly and unsettling person of all to look at is Richard Lewis, mm-hmm. who looks like he dies between takes and they have to revive him. <laughs> His face looks like a skeleton trying to break through the skin. His eyes are sunken in. Uh, he just looks like a skeleton man. And it's hard to 
it's hard to i mean no, nothing against him you know we're all we're all gonna age god willing mm-hmm. but it's hard to uh to forget that this man looks like he's dying before your eyes <laughs> during this funny show about uh you know uh guys who uh who complain about everything i mean he kind of looked like that in the 90s i guess so, he was never a ryan gosling um he was never the like yeah he was not exactly thor Although, so, yeah, I can only imagine that's that's interesting. What that's if, interesting? What if they did? Does he still have like? Does he have a young girlfriend in it? Please say no. <laughs> yeah, they all do. <laughs> I feel like that was always Richard Lewis's thing, being like neurotic about being this old guy with a young hot woman, and how that's so hard for him. Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, you'll be pl- uh, happy to hear. That a season eleven is also in the works for Curb, and I can't even imagine how old and frail the cast will look for that one because it'll be about two or three years before it hits the screen. Uh, they always take a few years off between seasons. Wow, very good. We'll see. Well, um, I mean, I feel like we've done plenty of intro here. No, we've got plenty of intro there, mate. Oh, are you doing a fat bastard character? Yes, I am. Oh, I love it. Um. Should we take a break and come back with a guest? Sure. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, I must be honest with you. I'm a little bit uh, anxious about how this is going to go. The guest we're having on today, uh, not only... Is he a huge actor, and his nickname is Mr. Lights, Camera, Action, and he's just returned back from America, and um, he he's watching us because we're all zooming, and he's he looks you, much, much you better than to, us. You don't, have to, you don't have to kiss my ass, Mike. That's not you don't but, have to. It's all this just, fake stuff off the top. You don't have to do that. You know. You know. We have the, a beef, I, and I don't. This isn't helping. So what I was going to say, sorry, the guest is already interrupting me during the introduction, uh, is that recently well, uh, our guest went public and accused me of being ignorant about film, specifically the films of Bugs Life, Ants, and B-Movie. And uh, you've already heard his voice, so I might as well just introduce him. Uh, welcome back to the show, Mr. Ennis Esmer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, James. Great to see you. Great to see you, Ennis. You're looking good. You, yeah, you are both looking good, to be the honest. Beard, the beard is killer, let me tell you. It is Thanks, working bro. for you. Big time. Yeah, your beard's looking good, too. Thanks, man. That's, all the, that's, that's just be called being a man. Yeah, you're right. do you use uh, how often are you using beard oil? Uh, honestly, <clears throat> three times a day, morning. I do it with yeah. every meal. I have a I've meal and I sta- beard oil. Yeah, I love that. I've actually started using CBD beard oil. How's that so, working for you? It's really good. It really calms the hair. No um, kidding. It's like kind of chills out the beard. You know what I like to use every once in a while? I use uh, mm. uh, that uh, uh, weed lube on my beard. Oh, yeah, cool. give it a little tingle. You know what I mean? The, the okay. face is all one big erogenous zone. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh yeah, I am. Actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I'll just, I'll just uh, touch my face until kaboom. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, I should grow anyway. a beard, guys. I feel like I'm uh, Mike, Mike, left Mike, out of the fun. Uh... You can't grow a beard, dude. Have you even tried? I, I have tried to grow a beard, and I have several patches uh, that do not grow in. And you look uh, like maybe... you just read a, a a bit of newspaper and then touched your face. 
Yeah. This looks like, like ink, a, ink smears. Like a kid playing a hobo in a like high school musical or something. <laughs> I just look like I yeah, have a dirty rosy face. cheeks. That yeah. term isn't really acceptable anymore either, Mike. You're just kind of oh, burning bridges all over the place, man. H O B O is that not is that not? Yeah, we don't really do that anymore. Society? Have you not been watching videos put out by my celebrity uh, kin brethren? Yeah. Did you, <laughs> you know see I mean? the Imagine video, Mike? For Thank Christ's you. sake, I did. Yeah, I apologize. Ennis, were you in that video or not? I'm I'm having a you know hard what? time remembering. Are you I, in the? Well, let's let, let's get to that in a second. I just want to address the uh, okay. giant bee in the room, Mike, and it's you. Bzzz. First of all, saying that I accused you of something is to suggest that it was not uh, uh, a fact that you screwed up big time, effed up big time. I don't know. Can you swear okay. on this on this show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. Mike always okay. throws a hissy. So pitch, you but. you fucked up big time. Okay, you you come out you come out on your podcast, and you know what? There's accountability there because you say the movie B movie was a flop. It took two seconds to Google. B movie made three hundred ninety-three million dollars at the box office. I call you out on Twitter, and honestly, I don't even like yeah. to be a part of cancel culture, call out culture, all that stuff. All I did was go, "Hey, FYI, this is up here," and you come back at me just throwing daggers, just mm-hmm. attacking my credibility, saying, "Uh, uh, uh you know, this this is a, a character assassination, and all that." You you flipped all this stuff, and now you're the reason I'm on the show today. With tension, I came on. I missed you guys. You guys have been bringing me constant joy the entire time that I've been in quarantine. I've been listening to Podmess. I listened to Podmess, and I I listened to uh, honestly a- anything that has uh, sportscasters on it. I love sports stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. and I love you guys. And you've been keep. I've been going to bed listening to your podcast. You know what Ooh. I mean. But now here I am, and I'm going. You're going to give me nightmares. Well, wow. can I just address, you said a lot there, that was a mouthful, and I'd like to defend myself slightly. Um, when I, I feel like I've gone over this again and again, like, it's a, like I sound like a, a broken record, or I guess it'd be a broken MP3 these days. Um, I accused B-Movie of being a flop. Uh, I, I copped to that, I admit it, but, um, yeah. and it, it Wrong, you know, wrongly accused. Again, Looking at the numbers, you know, you said 300 whatever million it made at the box office. That 393, does... almost 400 million. Right. So almost that seems four. like a lot of money to people like, like us. I don't know. People like me and James anyway. But if you look at real box office hits, I'm talking about real movies like Avatar, Star Wars, and uh, um, what was the other one? Hold Marvel on a movie. second. Marvel movie. You love the Marvel movie. Marvel, Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Those made yeah, yeah, yeah. billions with a B. So... B movie uh, doesn't. It's just not up to snuff. And also, but that doesn't I help. Was, that does. Yeah, I was. Go ahead. I was talking about the quality of no, the film. Ahead. Also, yeah, flop. Oh, you can't. That so doesn't this is like count a whole... as a flop. If it, if you don't think it's good, Mike. Yeah. I, I also, I feel like when I first started listening to the podcast, you hadn't seen a single movie in your life, and all of a sudden you're some expert. Yeah, right? I remember I went that. Through... I think it was episode one or two. Mike said episode he had seen like two. nine movies. Yeah, you said you had never been to a movie theater, and all of a sudden, I don't know what you've been, I mean, you've been spending your quarantine boning up on the hits, apparently. Criterion Channel, I found a Russian streaming site that has a lot of obscure films uh, that uh, are actually a really good quality. Um, but yeah, I've really grown as a film watcher since we began our, uh, our little show years ago. And uh, Yeah, and I'm yet you don't have time for B-Movie. You don't even have time to get the box office gross right for B-Movie, or Ants. Mm-hmm. And it's, can I ask you a question? When B Movie yeah, was released, when it, when B Movie was released on November second, two thousand and seven, were oh, you we at go. the box now office saying, off. 
Were you saying one ticket for B movie, please? Did you go see um, it? Actually, I was at a special screening the day before it came out for Canadian celebrities only. Thank you very much. Oh. Whoa, you were a celeb even in 2007? Big time. Well, we had shot the pilot for a little thing called The Listener. Okay. Oh, yeah. And let's just say uh, uh, DreamWorks wanted to get in on the ground floor. This was pre-social media. Right. You know, they just wanted to be associated with me, associated with any kind of uh, paramedic procedurals with a soft sci-fi angle on Canadian television. You have to remember the writer's strike had just happened, WGA had oh, just God. happened. So they were really Worse. clamoring for new stars. And suddenly they look up north, and what do you got? You got a bunch of ingenues, it girls, it boys, just bubbling, ready to take over Hollywood, north and south. Was, That's was what we Mr. call America up here, by the way, Hollywood South. <laughs> was Mr. Seinfeld himself there, or were, were Jeffrey Katzenberg, Steven Spielberg, or David Geffen there from DreamWorks? Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg uh, sent an assistant with, who read uh, a message from Jerry Seinfeld. But oh. he really nailed the impression. Wow. Like, he read the whole thing like, things were coming out! Now, Ennis, you're clearly a B-movie guy. You know a lot about B-movie. I'm a Seinfeld um, guy. I'm a B-guy. I love okay. all things to do. I love movies. Those three things come together. Perfect storm. Was the bigger rival to B-movie Ants or uh, A Bug's Life? Uh, honestly, there is no... Well, I'll answer the question with a question. Um, did you notice that you can buy... Ants and B-Movie in a double bill on iTunes? Does no. that answer your question? That does. That does. Yeah. You don't see anybody selling Bugs Life with a, a B-Movie. Well, that's because they're from different studios. So it would be weird if they paired up uh, sure. Bugs Life you, and Ants You can find together. any <laughs> circular logic to, to back up your point, Mike. You're clearly a master debater, okay? You, got a lot, you spent a lot of now, time in the bathroom in there. By the way, how's it going in that bathroom? You still stuck stuck to the well, seat? So if you listen to last week's episode, and I think the other one as well, uh, previously, uh, I escaped, you know, like the Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. movies, John Carpenter, I escaped from the toilet and I've been in the Don't living room and the bedroom. Don't try to yourself with me talk, because you mentioned movies that you've heard of. Well, you're a movie guy. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> I've been out in the living room and I've been loving the freedom. I, I even went out for a... For some walks and some runs and stuff like that, and to cool down in the sprinkler, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. But let me tell you, Ennis, when Mike came out of the bathroom, yeah, he looked like man. Who's the villain in He Man? Is that Skeletor? Skeletor, Skeletor? yeah. But oh, sort of like his legs looked like that, but his face was more well, Stinkor. Stinkor, yeah, yeah. He didn't look yeah. good. James Let's said- put it that way. He spent. It, whatever it was, three months in the bathroom, and that does not it does not do you well. And yet, didn't and it was. Is there a window in there or anything like that? Or no window? No, it's no all window. just uh, tiles and a flickering light and a uh, small tub, small toilet, and a cabinet. And there was a possum in the cabinet that was alive but not yeah. really moving. Yeah. And, and is away. the possum okay now, or what's uh, what's the deal with the possum? No, it passed away. Oh, it did it? Passed away, and then I had to. I'm so sorry. I just sort of bit by bit uh, flush parts of it uh, over a series of uh, days and a series of flushes. Um, never told how did you? That. What did flush. you do? How did you? Uh, uh, pardon me, but uh, separate the body parts. Did you have a, a tool of some sort in I there, James? Apart- did you slide a knife under the the door? <laughs> no, this is the first I've heard of it. Have you ever eaten lobster before? You know how you have to crack the darn thing open, James? And suck out I'm a, the guts. I'm a Canadian celebrity. You don't think I eat lobster? 
Uh, right. <laughs> trust Thank me, you. Mike, he's eaten lobster. He probably had it today. Yeah. Have you had lobster today, Ennis? Yeah, breakfast scramble. I love a breakfast lobster scramble. Right? Fresh delivered. Mm. Bikini babes deliver fresh lobster to me yeah. once a day. And I like it when the scrambled eggs are actually in the lobster car- like shell. I was going to say carcass, but... Oh, yeah. served. It's like a cornucopia. Mmm. But with the uh, egg, the shell is lobster. <laughs> hey, Alan, Ennis, when you eat, when you really eat lobster, do you eat the the gunky parts? The the mother, is it called? You know that stuff. I, um, I love I, that stuff. I usually have someone take all that stuff apart for me, mm. and they'll separate it. They'll lay it out on a glass table, like as if Ooh. it's as if it's cocaine. Like they'll cocaine. do it in little lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll spread it out in a line. So if I'm feeling wild, I'll do that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like an adventure uh, adrenaline sport to me. It would actually like be cool if sport. they could dry lobster or freeze it with nitroglycerin and then yeah. smash it up into powder and then mix it up into cocaine and have sort of a lobster infused cocaine Snort is that crazy uh, james i don't i don't want to say this uh too loud but uh i'd check your mailbox later this afternoon if i were oh you oh my what? god yeah. yeah and don't make any plans for tomorrow morning <laughs> oh <laughs> Woo! don't worry i don't have a job. oh yeah <laughs> wow have, there you go have you james have you seen b movie or a, let's just get it all out in the open have any of us seen B movie answer a bug's life? I watched bugs. No. I watched B movie this morning while I was eating my lobster lobster scramble. Okay. What do you think? So, it holds up, man. It's it holds Steven Spielberg, up. right? He directed it or he produced it or so it's, he's swirling around in that Anything world. I think he touches his gold. Big time. Matthew Broderick, Rip Torn, Sarah Ooh. Jessica Parker. The hits Rip don't Torn. stop. He was the Larry Sanders guy, right? The... Yeah, yeah. May he wow. rest in peace. I always get him yeah, confused already. with Rip. Who's the Van Winkle? Taylor? Who's the guy who would like throw confetti around and be like, "Hey, Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor, Rip Taylor." Rip Taylor. Apparently okay, Rip had a Taylor. very, apparently Rip Taylor had a very traumatic childhood. Oh, a little fact. That's, maybe that's yeah. why he liked confetti. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was he trying to process himself. his trauma through uh, the medium of confetti. Uh, I wonder if Rip Taylor and Rip Torn ever had lunch. We're both named <laughs> Rip. Yeah, oh, so much. And there was an awkward silence for uh, a full hour after they said that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought they're... it'd be fun for us to both go to lunch because we're both named Rip. Yeah, we're all... I hate you. <laughs> Chop off my martini. Oh boy, uh, That'd be but weird. you know, I, mean, I haven't. Do you seen, hang out I with haven't... other guys? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Ennis. Well, I was. I mean, do you hang out with other guys named James? I assume you do. Mm, James Cavi Cavazil. The actor who played yeah, Jesus right. in the Mel Gibson movie, and I do drinks sometimes. You guys hang Jim, out, yeah, yeah. That's that's, uh, that's sometimes sick. kind of a James thing. Then you yeah. know we we'll, we'll go to a club, and people will be like, "Can we come up in your VIP section?" And we'll be like, "It's a James thing. You wouldn't understand." That's oh. what that's what, the good line. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. where that saying came from? Yeah, it came from us when we were going to wow. clubs and like. The 905, Mississauga, is Brampton it, in the 90s. That's where uh, that's where the concept of it's a blank thing you wouldn't understand yeah, came from? Yeah, yeah. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, me and Jim. Yeah. Yeah. We and then it grew to like a guy thing after that or a girl thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but we started it with the James thing. Yeah, I, I met him. Uh, I got really into Christianity a uh, brief period. Um, when, I, when I saw the Mel Gibson movie, I thought, damn, I'm into this. And so I kind of met him through that, um, and yeah, we've been buds ever since. So, didn't, James, didn't that's around the time that you tried to become sort of a movie producer, and you put a lot mm. of money into a movie about like, what if Jesus uh, had been from Toronto? 
Remember that? Yeah. 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 I got Hogtown uh, Jesus. telefilm funding. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. You know, yeah. He'd be sort of like going to a Jays game or going up the CN Tower or uh, hanging out at Christie Pitts. Um, but we, you know, it didn't um, didn't really get off the ground. He probably I, wouldn't I have couldn't. been uh, waiting in line for a beer at the J game, huh? He'd just probably make beer out of the, That's out of the true. water in the, yeah, in the Well, bathroom. that was something we talked about, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? Or he, he probably could have had a pretty sweet endorsement deal with Labatt. Yeah. Well, it ended, up, it ended up as it, through the writing process just becoming like more of an angels in the outfield situation where he'd be in the, oh, that makes in the stands kind of like directing the ball because he, you know. So you wrote angels in the outfield? Well, well, lawsuit pending, I wrote a script that I think inspired Angels in the Outfield. Now, what right, was well, Angels you, in the Outfield? You, was that about dead guys playing baseball together, or was that the movie? Oh, here we go. Mike. Look at this. He can doesn't believe- know a goddamn thing. James, are he you ever, are you looking thing. to get, co- do you, guest hosts, oh. can I say that to you? Two words. Guest co-hosts every once in a while. Change it up. I'm here. Well, I I'm hear here. you. You know I what really I mean? hear you. We don't go back to camera on Private Eyes <sighs> Season 5 until uh, September, October, whenever it's going to be safe. So I got oh, time. Is that happening? Is that happening, Ennis? Oh, it's happening. Big time. Excellent. Jason well, Priestley? Eight episode order? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Eight, eight juicy eps. The Canadian mm-hmm. friggin' way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Angels in the Outfield was a movie with Tony Danza and Christopher Lloyd where... The Joseph Gordon Angels and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, Levitt. JGL. And at that time, the California Angels were a bad baseball team okay. and they were the sucked. And this little boy, I think, just prayed to God that they'd be good. And and maybe there was some kind of tie in like his parents. Oh, yeah. His dad left his mom and the boy goes, when will, will you ever come back, daddy? And he's like, yeah, when the Angels win the pennant. So then the boy prays oh. to God, please let the angels win the baseball. And then literal angels, I think Christopher Lloyd being one of them, would manipulate the ball and everything. So the angels went on a crazy winning streak. So It makes sense that, that, that Christ would be a fan of the angels. It's kind of right well, there. They made a great choice with the team. Do you think that had, a, that had something to do with the picking of the name angels? You know, where there's all this controversy about team names and all that. I think there should be more religious uh, baseball team names, sports names, you know? Yeah. Pujol, when Pujols signed with the angels, his wife said something. He's very religious, I think. Yeah. His wife said something about, like, how perfect is it? Angels. Yeah. Like, okay, they also paid you, like, $50 million more than anyone else. But Yeah, I think he got, like, $300 million for 10 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. praise what? Jesus, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Hey, I'd be religious for that price. Yeah. How about, and then you know, he went out on the record and disavowed uh, all cardinals, all birds. He was really stumping, you know, really against. I think a little baseball joke for you guys. Yeah. Inside baseball, for real. Cleveland or Washington should rename their teams, because it's very controversial and it's in the news these days. Mm-hmm. How about this? The Cleveland Thou Shalt Nots. Would that be a good name for a, a baseball team? I'm into it. Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland. I mean, Washington, something like that. You're, you're in the... Oh, sorry. I mean, those are... The, no, go ahead. Washington what? Uh, I was going to say the Washington... Uh, the Pope is infallibles or something. Or the... Uh, I don't know. The Washington Inquisition. about the Washington wafers? And the logo is a communion wafer. Now you're, and and he, you just see a mouth. A mouth. Yeah, and a tongue like the Rolling it. Stones logo. Yeah, oh, God. The mouth yeah. has dry lips and is like yeah. an old person. Instead of a t-shirt cannon... They have a, a wafer cannon during like the I don't know the seventh inning stretch, and a guy just comes out and just blasts the crowd with the body of Christ. <laughs> hate to say, also, I mean I don't the like wafer, 
The you, wafer could be in the shape of a football. Sorry to interrupt, Dennis. <laughs> no, that's a perfect idea. I, I wanted yeah. to say I, I hate to give you credit for this, Mike, because we things aren't cool between us right now. We're not but good. That's a great yeah. idea. Oh, wafer thank you. cannon is a great idea. Thank yeah. you. And can yeah. I ask a, a question? You're currently, I believe, talking to us from a neighborhood in Toronto that I that I think I know. But you just recently arrived back in Canada from uh, from America. I did. Yeah, I was living in Los Angeles. I moved down there in uh, January of 2020, thinking uh, nice. that was a good time to go go down for work. <laughs> I figured, you know what? I was I was just uh, just wrapped up a, a a huge hit TV series called Blind Spot on NBC, and I thought now is the time to go right. down to LA and uh, try to get some work and right. uh, let uh, let and go outside. How'd it go? Because I hear friends. that there are just there's so many auditions, and that's like the town you want to be in for film and TV, and you know there's yeah, even live entertainment. Yeah, no, I, there were a lot of meetings. There were a lot of meetings. I, I you know, I read a lot of scripts, but uh, ultimately mm. I decided that um, <laughs> I should come back here. I should come back. Toronto here. is a magnet, right, time. right? It didn't feel like the right time. Honestly, it was kind of dead. Right. If I'm being honest, like you know what I mean? They got to call you. You sip. You don't. You don't call them. You know what I mean? So, so you found the experience really of moving to L.A., uh, which is every actor's sort of goal, you found it to be a sort of hurry-up-and-wait kind of experience uh, in 2020. Yeah. I, I mean, when you put it that way, yeah, it's something I've never heard before. But hurry-up-and-wait sounds about right. Yeah. Hurry-up-and-wait inside with a mask on and just furiously sanitizing your hands. So that's showbiz. As far, I think that's every actor's first experience when they go to L.A. is they uh, don't get a lot of auditions and they have to stay in their house or they might die. <laughs> That's how Marilyn Monroe was discovered, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she was in uh, self-imposed quarantine for several years. And a director just walked by her window and was like, who's this young lady? Yeah. Yeah. She was just, just, just rubbing her hands raw <laughs> with hand sanitizer. She had made herself, because you had to do it in your bathtub back then. And well, no, I mean... It's been it's been pretty sick. Sorry, go ahead, James. I, I'm I'm new to this whole Zoom thing. It's a lot. I of, know. It's sorry totally to be talking stupid. over you guys. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna ask. Was it what was it like crossing the old border? Like, cause uh, when did well, you? It was like a couple weeks ago. You came to Canada. Yeah. Well, let's just say uh, Shit's Creek was my passport. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the roses. My God, I don't get it. But I was asking them anything to declare, and they said, "Big fan." Oh, Big fan. oh yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. James, I wish you could have been there with me, man. Oh, I wish you had FaceTimed me. Yeah, I could have oh. FaceTimed you the whole time I was going through customs, picking up my luggage, <laughs> having them check my cat to make sure her vaccinations were in order. It was mm. sick. Honestly, I don't say that about the airport en- enough, but like going to the airport was so dope. And honestly, wow. you brought a cat with you back? Hell yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. I do that from time to time. It's a supplementary income. I'll bring cats back from America. <laughs> you move cats across the border? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Cats, whatever you need. Wow. So our- but no, I mean, honestly, aside from, aside from the, the quarantine thing, uh, it's, a, it's a little different. I don't know how your quarantines have been going, but it's, it's uh, you know, as, as you said last week on the, when you were talking about the whole B-movie uh, beef on the show, you said famous actor, Anna Esmeron. I mean, that's exactly mm. right. That's where we are right now. So uh, let's just say it's been a little different for me in quarantine. Do you miss, because when you look at your window, window in Toronto, you see some things, you see buildings, you see, you know, uh, you might see the lake, you might, uh, you might. There's a, there's a, there's like a junkyard that they cleared out. Junkyard. I see that. And, and the roofs of the, the building next to me. Right. So you have access to all that, but do you miss seeing that darn Hollywood sign uh, every morning? 
when you wake up? Or have they changed the Hollywood sign uh, during the pandemic to be more uh, up to date? What I like, what I like is that there's. A, oh, you mean like a more politically correct or or just like uh, did they change it the Hollywood sign to say COVID nineteen instead? I don't know. It says a uh, ho- It says Holly mask actually, Holly and the mask. A is wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. that's nice. very hip. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know how they got it up there, but there's a full N95. I think they made it out of several hundred N95 masks, which sounds wasteful. It does, but mm. you got to you got to do it. You got to do it. That's showbiz. You got to crack a few eggs. You know. You know what Absolutely. I'm talking about, James? Right? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I crack eggs literally all the time, and Mike right? doesn't understand what the hell I'm doing. Just on the I go, carpet. I'm cracking eggs, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big mess. Yeah, I'm talking literally. I crack eggs like all the time. Just let the eggs just fall on the ground. I don't care. Why should I care you? about you Mike's apartment? Eggs? I just don't care about Mike's apartment. I don't care. I'll crack an egg. I'll let it fall on the ground. I don't care. It's on his bed and the carpet. I don't care. How's it going with, get, with what's going on with your place? Are you going to get to go back in there anytime soon? Oh, or? it's a fucking nightmare. I mean, of course, of course, a, my butler gets killed in my house right before COVID. Of course, that happens, right? Like, of course, your servant gets. I shouldn't say servant. Of course, my butler. This old. If you haven't been listening, he was an old Romanian guy. He died, and I don't know. The police needed to investigate. Blah blah blah. Anyway, of course, that happens before COVID. So I've just been stuck at Mike's. The you know, typical Canadian bureaucrat law police machine is taking forever. And unfortunately, um, as I mentioned in the intro, when you weren't here, Ennis, um, I had to pay about $100,000 uh, to uh, to a guy um, who was going to kill me because I accidentally Skyped with his son for a couple hours thinking it was my son. So that money oh, yeah. went toward, I'm, I don't want to say militia, but something weird he had going on. And it's Europe, not good. Uh, I don't know. It's not good. Uh, so anyway, I'm gonna have to be crashing with Mike for the foreseeable future because I that was sort of my that was my rent money. That was like my okay. This is the first couple months. That's the nut you so, had there. What's that? That's the nut you had saved up, and that's uh, that's, that's my gone. nut. That was my yeah. nut. Well, I busted my nut. We've, I mean, let's we've just, all had we've all had to pay malicious at some point in our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've all skyped with a random boy for two hours, uh, and we've all had to pay money that might have funded some kind of group that i i'm not going to be able to really stand by <sighs> but you know it's 2020 man a lot of people are doing crazy stuff yeah i've you know i don't know if i've done that specifically but uh mm. we all have our own version of paying off a militia but there's a lot of hollywood right? stuff you probably know about that like you know all the the weird groups they've got and the rings and yeah tell us know, about the rings. talking about josh gads uh are you talking about Josh Gad's Zoom reunion after party? What is this? What? Oh, did I just uh, spill a can of beans? What are you Sorry, you guys about? don't know about that? No. Uh, let's just say things get pretty wild. You know how Josh Gad's been having those Zoom reunions? He's re- reuniting, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Spies Like Us and all these great hit movies starring Canadians? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. We, you know, the after parties are the ones you don't see. That's the part. And you, you go to the yes. in the Zoom. Uh, well, yeah, he basically well he he starts a, a party on house party. It's actually house party gold. Okay, and uh, it gets pretty wild in there. Oh yeah, wow. it's pretty wild. There's a lot so, more uh, adult games. Oh you know I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I could imagine at a Hollywood sort of party in person, maybe people would be getting it on. On a Hollywood party over the computer, are they jerking off? Why don't you use your imagination? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I liked when he made that video when he was sort of like, I'm just so upset. Because it's like, yeah, that's tough for him. It's tough being an a- really rich and an actor and probably living in a mansion and a on, a, you know, 20 acres or something in Beverly Hills and having everything you want and not really having to worry about anything. That's tough. That's tough. It's like right Madonna now. said, great equalizer, right? Madonna yeah, put it out there. It's a really there. difficult situation for him. You know? Yeah. We all, we're all I'm running out of rose crying. petals. We're mm-hmm, all publicly. running out of rose petals. Well said. Thank you. Well said. I mean, you saw, you've seen those videos, right? You've seen the Imagine video? Yeah. Oh, about yeah. This. It was fucking awesome. So yeah. Good. And uh, the uh, I Take Responsibility. Did you watch that? Yeah. Yeah. That was Remember, really yeah. good. I forget. Were you yeah, in you that know, one, uh, Ennis? Were you in that one? I forget. No, I consulted. I consulted on it. Really? You did a good job. Yeah. People uh, really Aaron, liked it in my Aaron circles. Paul called me and uh, Deborah Messing called me and they were like, how do I make this seem natural? How do I make it seem real? And I was like, prayer hands, first off. Right? <laughs> Second, look off to the side. It makes people think you're thinking. It mm-hmm. makes you look emotional. Okay. You know? So mm-hmm. I, gave out, I gave him tips. I said, you got to do it black and white because that's what it's all about, black and white. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dramatic. So, it reminded yeah. me of like the birth of, of cinema. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. It was like the first talkie. Oh, we, oh, which we're, uh, Ennis, before we started recording, you sent us a link to a, uh, to a company that makes something called, let me just pull it up here. This uh, is actually pretty P- uh, appropriate to what we were talking about. Let me find the link you sent. Yeah, here. it's men's uh, pee proof boxer briefs. Hmm. Men's pee proof boxer briefs. And I, I clicked on the thing. Yeah. It's a company. My girlfriend sent this to me. Uh, actually, called. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what she's it's called suggesting. Vita Protection, and the the link you sent us was of a yeah a man like a middle aged man I guess like sort of a, I guess you'd call him a silver fox, a uh, bit of an Alec Baldwin look yeah, to he him. Does and look he's, like uh, Alec Baldwin. He's wearing some boxer shorts, and it, it, they're labeled men's pee proof boxer briefs. They're seventeen ninety nine, and. Um, it says they're designed for daily wear. Uh, they look like regular boxer briefs, uh, but beneath it it says uh, there's odor control, they're antibacterial uh, and washable, and the company seems to have started off making leak-resistant underwear for women, uh, and then they transitioned to also having men's stuff. Hmm. Would, would you wear these, James or Ennis? Some pee-proof boxers so you could just be out in the world and piss away and... I mean, I'm hey, not, I'll be yourself. completely honest. I've definitely... Haven't you peed, and then you pull your underwear up, and then you go, oh, no. I mean, that's... I mean, I'm not going to say I've <laughs> soaked myself, but I've certainly had... It's more ish, than like, you expect. It's more yeah, than you I've certainly gone, oh, away. that's not good. Yeah. So... Do you say, oh, no, out people. loud, or do you think, oh, no? I probably said, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it, and then you go... Me, I'll say it. Oh, come on, body. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you go. I your... jiggled it. Yeah. What do you What do you want from me? I didn't know you had that much left. And then it goes sprays down. Usually, you have to go back upstairs and change your underwear. I don't know if you're if you have an upstairs, but you know that's where I keep my underwear. Really? Wait, here's what yeah. I say: If I pull down my underwear and I have I, I'm not finished, I go, "Fuck! I'm so bad at pissing." <laughs> that yeah, makes I a hear lot of that sense. All the time. That makes a lot of sense. You, you hear that? Would you hear that through the bathroom there? Oh, yeah. James? Mike's always yelling at himself for how he goes to the bathroom. It's super weird. Well, the copy here very is tough what's, on myself. What's, very, what's most interesting. It says, it says, designed for daily wear, our boxer hits at mid-thigh and is outfitted with a highly absorbent gusset for comfort, style, and performance. <laughs> hmm. 
To me, what the fact the that they they fit the word they fit the words highly absorbent gusset and uh, style into the same sentence is is truly a remarkable feat. Is is the gusset the pouch where the star of the show rests? I, I thought a gusset was underwear? what a turkey has under their their chin. Is that what is that called the gusset? <laughs> I believe so. All right. Well, well, I guess they got some turkey flesh down there, and you just you piss on that. <laughs> or you could just take this part right. I mean, out. if this, I like this product. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, isn't isn't every pair of underwear pee proof if you wear it right? Well, I that's mean, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's or the thing. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of why underwear's there. I mean, yeah, I guess. So they don't really need to. Because the guy point that out. The guy is gorgeous. The, the model they have here is gorgeous. It is. It's yeah. very nice looking. Um, he's laughing. The, the, he's I'm got one foot the... up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> did he know what he was posing wearing? This this male model, like, uh, or do you get like extra pay, like uh, danger pay or like nudity pay, mm. if you're like, so we need you to do this ad where you're like a fifty year old man who can't stop pissing his underwear. Well, he probably paid. They probably paid him millions for that. Because he is the Ooh. face of not being able to hold your pee. Wow. You know what I mean? So think about the progressive girl. Flo, oh, is it Flo? Oh, yeah, she's a millionaire. Flo, huh? yeah. Right, or the Dell guy or all that. Like, it's just another one of those. He probably mm-hmm. is paid out the ass for this. Which, by the way, is <laughs> so also... It's, it's pee-proof. Is it also poop-proof? That's, I was about to, to bring that up. Because wow. it doesn't mention that at any point on the website, whether yeah. you're allowed to poo in it or not. So I assume you're not you're allowed. To. No one's going to arrest you, at least <laughs> until Trudeau has his way, probably. <laughs> huh. Have you have you ever done nudity, Ennis, in a movie? Big time. When have I not done nudity? Oh, I love that. Was it in Young People Effing? Yeah, I showed my ass in that for sure. Showed it a couple Ooh. times. Was that Did scary or was it cool? Um, no, I love my ass, so it's totally mm. cool. You know what I mean? I film it. I film it More at home men. most days anyway. <laughs> Yeah. More men need to be uh, you know proud uh of their asses like you. We don't hear that enough these days. It's true. I mean my ass is kind of more like it's more like I have a back and then I have legs that are stuck into my back. So I don't really have much really? junk. Really? You don't back think there. you have an ass? I don't have much of an ass. I have a split where you do your business, God's business and uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I've been working on it. I've been trying to do squats and stuff, uh, uh deep lunges. But uh one I, time I, I actually I've this never is true. Noticed- Mm, sorry, I was just going to no, say, go I've, never, I've never noticed you have, like, a, a notable ass, but I've also never noticed you have a lack of an ass. Honestly, that's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. Hmm. No problem. <laughs> yeah. You've I just tweeted, you Chris, never noticed. Chris Locke tweeted yesterday that he does have a butt, and I, I agree, and I tweeted a picture of him, look, I, you know, confirmed. Just yeah, you were all over him, well, James. Chris you were like, I wasn't yeah, all over yes, him, I have a he... picture of your butt ready to go, Chris. Well, and you... I remembered the photo because he showed it off, and right. he does have a, he has a butt, and Big God time. bless him. Hell yeah, he's, he's shown off what he's working cast with. in a nudity thing. He's, I bet he's shown his ass a ton of times. He's probably got an ass headshot. Mm, it, do actors do that if they when show, you if they... when you get to a certain point, you you have to you have to have an ass headshot. <laughs> You do, uh, you do arms, you do a, a different one for just a flexing arm, you know, yeah. for a lot of action stuff. Quads, you got to do a quad shot. You wow. split it into quadrants on the photo. So you got your face, your ass, one arm, and then your leg. <laughs> wow. So, but you have to get to a certain like a, point. Like, where a, like a twisted Brady Bunch, you know, intro. Hell yeah, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad yeah. idea for a movie, sort of an X-rated Brady Bunch. 
Like a horror I, Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant X-rated like they're all getting it on. Sort of. <laughs> no, no. Sort of gross. Mean, yeah. Yeah, that's not, uh, <laughs> that's the wrong kind of bunch. Yeah. But uh, to tell you the truth, I did actually get, uh, one time I, I was in something, uh, a show called You, Me, Her, where I had to shoot a full frontal scene. Really? And, uh, it was one of the scariest uh, experiences of wow. my life. Did you yeah, show your uh, your penis in this? Well, I'll tell you, and don't go <laughs> rushing to your DVRs right now, because first of all, that show is not available. Uh, I think it's on Crave, actually, but so never. I don't know where you're listening to this, but it's not available We'll anywhere. put a link to it. Yeah, that'd be great if you could put a link to this specific episode. I play like a husband who accidentally <laughs> does uh, acid or something. He takes a dr- too much of a drug he didn't mean to, and he's laying naked on the bed, and uh, and then they cut it out. Oh, well, yeah. So that, that so was hurt. a closed set when that you hurt. when they shot it. it? Was. was it just using the director and? Yeah, and the actor who plays my wife. She comes in and she sees me sort of spread eagle wide, like laying there, kind of tripping out on the bed. And then they did a shot where she walks in and you see everything. Then they did a shot where her head covers my crotch, and they went with that. And I'm oh. thinking it's probably because they didn't want to distract from the stars of the show. Probably you know what I mean? they probably yeah. thought if we show this, yeah. Then no one's going to pay attention to anything going on in the movie because everyone's exactly. going to be drooling. Let's just say I flushed my penis down the toilet a few times. <laughs> did, did, um, so was like, that- imagine them like, the ratings are in for the episode last night, and it spiked during this one five-second scene where we see yeah. Ennis's penis. <laughs> it's like an EKG. And we have reading. to give this guy a spinoff. Yeah, big time. That must have been a little scary. It was, it was. And to be honest, I, I wish I'd taken a pill or something because I did not represent myself very well. Like I was, as, uh, I was, I was a turtle. Like it was, it was, mm. everything had retracted. You know what I mean? And not to be like, I'm not, I'm okay with my penis, but I'm really happy with my, my testicles. And those were mm. retracted like nobody's business. Oh, no. And then you probably must have felt almost like a compulsion to explain to everybody. It's, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was it's doing a lot of like know. nodding my head and being like, mm, yeah, it's cold, you know. Oh, yeah, this, this or just like, hey, this is a tough <laughs> scene for everybody, right guys? You know, just like that sort of putting out that vibe like, like this wasn't Are actors ever asked like for a scene? Is an actor ever asked like, um, so there's full frontal nudity, but we just need to see your testicles. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to change. There's there's a stigma on that. You know what I mean? Because you don't hear a lot about hot balls. Yeah, and that's something I've always no. been very proud of is my hot balls, Mr. Hot Balls. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Hot Balls. Yeah. Uh, wow. This has gotten uh, much bodier than I would have expected. I know it's we like behind really the filthy. curtain. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, it's, but these are the things I wonder. If, I mean, getting a chance to talk to a Hollywood actor, I want to know what it's like. I mean, this is the business. It's a lot of free sex and uh, and shrunken testicles. Hmm. Yeah, big oh time. God. That's what it means when you hit the big time. Absolutely. Are you um, uh, are you planning on going back to Hollywood anytime soon to uh, to get back uh, to the to the grind or? Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's from what I'm hearing, it's still pretty. Uh, it's it's uh, kind of dead right now. You know what I mean? Because they like really they were fun. like, we have enough movies and TV shows, we can sort of uh, take a break. I guess was yeah. is what I heard. Well, yeah. you get a you get a, a lot of this stuff gets banked. You know, in case of emergency, they do that. Mm, they have like a right. rainy day fund for TV shows, and they'll do that. Like in ca- that's mm. part of their pandemic sort of planning that they'll do. So a lot of the stuff that wasn't getting released before now it'll get a chance to come out. You know what I mean? A lot of failed pilots, things like that. They'll just start churning out stuff that nobody's ever seen. So they got the That's stuff it. all Maybe the Emerald Show will come back. Maybe they'll start showing the old uh, Emerald sitcom. 
once they did he have a script that he had a scripted sitcom yeah he did (laughs) wow wow that would that would be fun to watch yeah did guy fieri ever have a sitcom i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet i know he hosted guy fieri hosted a summer game show called i think it was called a minute to win it and you just had to do some stupid trick for a minute and then you'd win money but it was really dumb but it was guy fieri was the host was it in competition, oh. or was it just you just go up and if you can do something for one minute, you? I think it you was win. like <laughs> if you can throw ping pong balls in this tube for a minute, you win it. It was just stupid. Stuff Maybe like that. you win the tube. I don't know. You won a thousand bucks or something crazy. Oops. Maybe he can eventually, when the time comes. Maybe Guy Fieri can replace uh, Alex Trebek. Um. Well, maybe he might appeal to a actually finally appeal to a wider audience instead yeah. of having a brain brainiac brain head have an everyman yeah. that's what guy fieri is for sure an everyman yeah <laughs> yeah everyone i know has frosted tips and a goatee and is really rich yeah i'm looking over at my closet right now it's mostly shirts with fire on them <laughs> big time um, did you watch I know, I'm, I'm not even going to ask oh. mike but ennis did you watch diners drive-ins and dives you know I did. You know I did too. <laughs> Big I time. loved it. I was I was angling to guest host on that too. Oh, you would have been you would have been great on that. And this, you know what you would have been good at? Do you remember the show? What was it called? Where the, the, it was like a really charming regular guy who I think he was an actor, but he would do like food competitions. Was it Man versus Food? Was that what it was Man, called? Something oh, like that. It, it was. It was. Were you talking about John Cattucci's show? No, no, it was American. It was American. Oh, okay, all right. Shout out to John Cattucci, by the way. Yes. Big time. Shout out. What's his one? I've said said big time a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's escaping me. It's escaping me the name of his show. But it was a... You gotta eat here. You gotta eat. You gotta eat here. There you go. Yeah. That feels like a great... I would love that career path where, like, you act and stuff, and then it's like you get to host a food show. That's fun. And you would get a stomach pumped after every episode. Really? Yeah. You wow. eat all the calzones, whatever, donuts, everything you could eat, and then it pump it right out of him. Because that'll kill you. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Have you ever had to use a spit bucket? <laughs> uh, yes, I have, actually. I was in a McDonald's commercial early in my career. and uh, Oh. It was, a, it was a one shot. We were in the front seat of a car, and they put a bucket in the back of the car, and we started shooting at six in the morning, and they started making these burgers. And, and to be honest, it was one of my first things in the industry. and. Uh, I really, they were like, I was like, spit bucket, forget about it. So they're making these cheeseburgers, and they're making them kind of picture perfect, right? They got the ketchup, onions, all that stuff. So I got to hold it in a special way, take a bite, and then I was like, I'm not going to spit. It also seemed grosser to me than just finishing it, you know what I mean? Like semi-masticated cheeseburger, I turn and spit it into a bucket. So I must have eaten about (laughs) six or seven cheeseburgers by noon. And they stopped cooking them around 9 a.m., so they were getting like, it like, it was like a Nerf puck. And then they cut, they, cut the, they cut away before I took a bite in the commercial. Oh, that's oh. annoying. So a lot of stuff gets cut that I do. But I, I think for commercials, too, like the food they make, it's not, they don't make it to taste good for you. They make it to look good on the camera. So yeah. they don't care if it's oily <laughs> or gross or cold. Like, they spray it with stuff to make it shiny, like. They don't, they're not making it so it, it's fun for you to eat. They just want it to look perfect. So I imagine like eating that for a long time would be not super fun. 
I feel like it was all of like Hollywood show business kind of summed up in a few hours because at the beginning it's all McDonald's cheeseburgers. And <laughs> yeah, then at the that's end, great. And then at the end it's just a stomach ache <laughs> and uh, and uh, just a, a bucket with a bunch of uh, spit up food and in it. Did they yeah. did they include that in the commercial at the end? Like uh, they show <laughs> yeah, you there the was car a disclaimer. And then, like the last shot is like the McDonald's arches and just like. Here's the back of this guy's car, just full of spat up cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> they did give me a bunch of Big Mac coupons at the end of the day, which I thought was kind of mean on purpose. Oh, oh. yeah, you probably never would like eat here. one again. Yeah, I um, promised that if I if I ever got recognized at a McDonald's uh, because of that commercial, I would stop eating at McDonald's, but it never happened. So every <laughs> once in a while, what's your what what is your go to McDonald's order, Penis? Uh, I like I get a um. A crispy chicken, and I put mac sauce on it, and Ooh. a sesame seed bun. Yeah. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. I, I always cool. go chicken nuggets or Mick chicken. I never go crispy chicken. What's the difference there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely curious. I mean, the the Mick chicken is kind of feels like it's a, a giveaway sandwich. Like it's not very. Mm. It's it, the crispy chicken. You feel like you're in in Tuscany or in wherever mm. wherever they're in Mexico or wherever they've made. Whatever the theme is of it, you know, mm. Tuscan chicken or a, 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 a picante chicken sandwich. If you really feel There's like a bit you're more effort in it, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Very interesting. And in this in this day and age where we can't really travel much, that's really important. We can yeah, only travel that. through our taste buds these days. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's beautiful. Ennis, uh, mm. do you need to be out of here by three or before? Uh, I've got to talk to my therapist in ten minutes, but uh, honestly, this this has given me a lot to think about. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I I appreciate this. <laughs> when this pandemic is done, we're all going to get together with a lot of tasty treats, uh, wearing our most comfy clothes, and have some drinks ready, and we're going to watch a B movie uh, together, and and uh, maybe ants in a bug's life, even. Well. We'll I'll see. I'll go, we'll see how far it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. It still seems like you're trying to kind of kiss my ass a little bit. No. He not. is. I can tell. Yeah. Well, Jay, oh, yeah, great I to wouldn't see be you, surprised but... if after the mic turns off, he's totally bitching about you. So. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm maybe not... uh, maybe keep the mics rolling a little bit, and I'm then not you can send me a text. I'm not going to. We could do a bonus episode of Mike yeah. bitching about Ennis. Well, I got to get back to. Uh, I got two days left on my quarantine because I'm stuck in my apartment. So, right. I got I got some lobster cocaine to sniff. And okay. I got to. I got to continue watching B movie. Well, thanks for joining us, Ennis. Uh, we love you. We're so grateful you joined us. Very uh, grateful. Such a great friend of the pod. Thank you. And honestly, and you guys have been. Uh, I, I truly have listened to your podcast almost every couple of days in the quarantine like I, i'll 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 reload the the the, uh, the old episodes and listen to those again my favorites are when you have chris lock or tim gilbert on oh I mean, yeah really I'll, I'll i'll watch them in re i'll watch them like they're they're comfort food for me so you oh. know you guys are the greatest well thank yeah, you i so went much. serious there for a second yeah absolutely so thank nice. you so much Ennis. Yeah. and uh well, well take care um and uh follow ennis on mike you'll put his social media stuff up there yeah, I'll plop it in there, and um, yeah, until until next week, everybody. He even needs uh, to be on it. See you, Ennis, and see you, James. Bye. And stay tuned for Private Eyes season five. We're definitely going to be uh, bringing you some some socially conscious uh, TV <laughs> coming in the new year. <laughs> this is the last time Ennis is going to be on the show. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. 
So, you just got done listening to the new episode of this podcast, and now you're looking for another one to get into. I know what you're thinking, but Cody, the new podcast I want to get into is an improvised comedy with a horror theme. Well, guess what, little podcast fiend? You're barking up the right alley, because I'm one of the hosts of Spooked, the improvised scary story podcast where it's never scary and sometimes a story. Now you're thinking... Wow, that sounds awesome, but where do I find that? Well, the same place you found this one, thesonarnetwork.com. You click on it, you listen, and get ready to get spooked.